Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, beer, food, and so much more here on the show. Well, this week we're going to talk turkey, wine pairings, that is, for Thanksgiving, with Tim Riley, the beverage director at Fleet Street Kitchen. We're going to give you three great wines you should have on your Thanksgiving table. And then my better half, Chef Forster, is going to give you some great tips to ensure your bird is cooked perfectly. Well, every week, as you know, we have the sips of the week. And this week, to help me out, because Thanksgiving is quite intimidating for pairings for anyone because there's so much on the table. I asked Tim Riley, who's the beverage director at Fleet Street Kitchen here in Baltimore, to join me. And he has picked out three great wines that we're going to taste and talk about. But just to uh, let you know a little bit about Tim, he actually grew up here in the Baltimore area and went to the Culinary Institute of America and graduated with honors, no less. So he's a bit of a bookworm. And he worked at Charleston with Cindy Wolf, Petit Louis, And then you made your rounds in Boston and some other cities. Like me, you have various certifications, including an advanced certificate with the Wine and Spirits Education Trust. You're certified with the Court of Masters and lots of other great wine geeky things. Wine geeky. But more importantly, we're going to have a little fun with some wines that you think are perfect for Thanksgiving. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Laurie. It's a pleasure. Well, this is going to be fun. And I find that this time of year, everybody is thinking... Uh oh, what do I do for my Thanksgiving wines? Yeah. They're planning the menu, yeah. but they don't want to be caught last minute just grabbing any old wine off yeah. the end aisle at their wine store. You went to our sponsors, Wells Discount Liquors. You picked out three great wines, a bubbly, a white, and a red, and we're going to talk about those. But real quick before we dive into Thanksgiving oh. wines, just give folks a, a you know, a 30 second, you know, high level about Fleet Street Kitchen and what you guys do. Absolutely. So Fleet Street Kitchen uh, opened last year, September of 2012. And we're located obviously right on Fleet Street um, across from Harbor East and the Whole Foods there downtown uh, right off of President. Um, We have a great program there in terms of wine, but also a really amazing food program. And it's based around our farm, which is Cunningham Farms. We're part of the Bagby Restaurant Group. Mm -hmm. We have uh, what soon will be uh, with our opening at Cunningham's, which is one of our restaurants in Towson about to open. Uh, We'll be four different restaurants. And uh, again, all of them source uh, food from our farm, which is Cunningham Farms located out in Cockeysville. And that's a big part of our program, especially at Fleet Street. Um, we like to think of ourselves as a very refined farm-to-table restaurant. And sometimes people think of farm-to-table and they think of, you know, relatively uh, straightforward food. The food at Fleet Street is very sophisticated. The mm-hmm. flavors you know, are really intense. And uh, we had Mr. Parker on the show earlier this year, Mr. Robert Parker. Parker Jr. If you don't know who he is, oh, look it up. Very familiar. <laughs> And um, I follow him on Twitter, and he had some very nice things to say about his dining experience yeah. at your place. So we it, you guys must be good. Yeah, Bob is a, discerning. Uh, he is a, he has one of the world's discerning palates, and it was a <laughs> pleasure to be able to serve him. Honestly, um, yeah, Fleet Street's great, and again, we have uh, you know a really approachable food program, but one like I said, that's really refined and really based on what's best of the season and what's best locally. We have a great chef, Chris Amendola, who you know really fantastic food and really inventive in some way as well. You know, again, not 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 too inventive, not something that you uh, can't get your head around or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, um, well, I came out when you first opened. I'm going to have to come back in now that you know, you've know you had yes. a little more time. I had a great time last time, and I yes. love your iPad wine yeah. list. Yes, we do the list on iPad, And in addition to that, you also utilize another technology we've talked about here on the show, which is the Coravin. Yes, absolutely. The wine mosquito. Yes, the wine so mosquito. So you can offer things by the glass that wouldn't normally. Yeah, we always are opening up fun things.
things with the uh, core event. I actually worked in uh, Boston at a restaurant that was literally located in the same office building that was the gentleman who uh, created what was, uh, it's funny, you know, the wine mosquito. That, that was its original name. Yes. He showed me a lot of uh, uh, prototypes as it came along. And so it was, it was a pleasure to watch. And again, for us as a restaurant, it's a real pleasure to use. And we oh. always have some fun things that are open. So it's a good thing to stop in and see. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of fun, Thanksgiving and wine Absolutely. is fun. So tell me a little bit about, let's dive right in. Yes. Um, Bubbly. Yes. Why should we have bubbly on our Thanksgiving table? So to be very, very short, I think uh, Thanksgiving, a lot of times, again, what you focused on was the best is having fun. And people tend to overthink Thanksgiving a little bit too much in terms of food and wine. When you have a broad group of foods across the table, you have some things that are sweet, some things that are savory. You have cranberries, you have squash, you have potatoes. You're never going to find that one perfect wine. But as we always say in the restaurant, you know, one of the wines that has the most broad, most the, the most reach, if you will, for a wine is sparkling wine. And so I chose a great Cremant de Loire. And we we should stop and talk about what Cremant de Loire is here. And we're talking about a sparkling wine made yep. in the same and style. Go real ahead. quick, it's the Clemence Scurry yes. is the producer. Absolutely. It's fifteen ninety nine yes. at Wells, and it is from the Loire Valley. Cremant de Loire, it's a blend of Chenin Blanc, Chardonnay with a little Cab Franc. Just a touch. So, so this is bubbly, and a lot of people want to call it champagne because yes. it's sparkling. So tell me why it's not champagne And that leads to what a Cremant is, right? Absolutely, yeah. Champagne is a particular region. And so in the old world, you see wines that are generally labeled by their region and what we would call an appellation, meaning a specific area that is delineated. And if you grow the grapes there, then you can be champagne. If you grow the grapes somewhere else, then you are, well, you're somewhere else. And in this case, you are in the Loire (laughs) Valley, which is about 90 miles southeast of Paris. And so you're not all that that far from champagne, maybe a couple hours drive, but uh, you're in a great set of terroirs here. And uh, this is a really beautiful wine, like you said, and one that I think would pair really, really beautifully. It has some flavors that are similar to champagne and one thing about champagne is always that it's pricey you know champagne there's there's never values in the world of champagne unfortunately and but here's a sparkling wine that again is made in that same style there's a very specific method that's used in champagne where the wine is early re-fermented in the bottle and it has that very fine uh, mousse or the little bubbles as we say and again these very tiny complex flavors tiny bubbles always the best <laughs> but I know it's, it's it's a very complex wine and again it's at a fraction of the price of what you would see True. for champagne and, and made with the same process same process exactly and it's delicious and even if this is just your starter wine for your, you know, appetizers Absolutely. as people Absolutely. are arriving. It's delicious. Yes. And some people are going to want to maybe continue with this throughout yeah. dinner, and that's good, too. That's one thing we always say in the restaurant is, you know, taking sparkling wine through the meal is going to be one of those things that's going to allow you, again, to have all different foods on the table and uh, have as much breath as you can in terms of your wine. And so yep. this is a wine that I think, again, I mean, who doesn't smile when you see sparkling wine I opened know. up? You know, it's one of those things that when you open this up, when your relatives come over, it's going to be a hit for sure. Um, it has a little touch of sweetness to it, I think is really pretty. And again, something that's going to make it crowd pleasing, but also, you know, something that'll pair very well with some of the sweeter foods that you see out on the Thanksgiving table. And if you're kind of one of those crunchy, green, organic yes. people, um, the nice thing about this is it's biodynamic, which is like organic on steroids. Organic on steroids. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how I describe it. So you it. can yeah. feel good about yeah. that at Fifteen ninety nine, yeah. but you always also need a really nice white on the table. Absolutely. And there's so many spices yes. in the different dishes. You know, I kind of think of the turkey as the neutral. Yes. Sorry, turkey, but yeah. you're not yeah. center stage <laughs> exactly. really for me on Thanksgiving. No way. I could actually do without the turkey, yeah. but don't even get in the way Here's of my see, stuffing. Laura, <laughs> <laughs> but my, you know, my oyster stuffing yeah. and all the other sides that I love. So when you have that varied spices and all the different kinds of things. Yeah. Riesling 
is always a great food friendly. You found one from the United States and from New York, actually. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, there, there's certainly there's something to having an American wine on an American holiday. We're dealing with two other French wines we're going to talk about today. But again, having a great American wine. And I think Riesling is really one of the uh, strengths of the Finger Lakes region, which is where this comes from in New York State. And I what we're talking it. about here is Red Newt Cellars, their mm-hmm. uh, semi-dry Riesling, uh, 2011, which honestly was a very difficult vintage up there. And I think they knocked it out of the park on a year that saw lots and lots of rain. And again, a lot of producers kind of swung and missed. And Red Newt did a really great job here. And and this is one of those wines uh, that I think goes really well if you're the type of family that you're putting brown sugar on top of your sweet potatoes or mm-hmm. you're adding vanilla or something to your, like you spoke about, to your uh, squash or something like that. You need something that has a tiny bit of sweetness to balance out those flavors. You go with something bone dry and the wine's going to end up tasting acrid. So um, yeah. having something that... And acrid. That's acrid, never good. Yeah. Acrid's always <laughs> bad. Always bad. Well, but, the- the Red Newt Cellar Semi Dry Riesling. This is the 2011, and it's 14.99. Again, you gave us a great affordable pick. We've had Red Newt on before. We had their Dry Riesling, which I love. Yeah, it's beautiful. And this has uh, got the great balance of fruit, a little bit of sweet, and yeah. acid to balance. Absolutely. That you know, Aunt Sally, your mom, and you are all going to love this wine, especially Absolutely. once you start eating. Yeah. And you make what I call a wine sandwich. I'm sure you heard oh, that on the I'm show before. All about the wine sandwich. <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break. This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach. We're here with Tim Riley. We're going to be back to talk Thanksgiving wines in just a moment. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and we're back with Tim Riley, beverage director at the Fleet Street Kitchen here in Baltimore, and we're talking Thanksgiving wines. We just had a great bubbly, a Cremant de Loire, and then a semi-dry, which means a little bit of sweetness, Riesling from Red New in the Finger Lakes, and now we're getting ready to talk red for the dinner table, Uh, you know, you have to have a selection. You can't just have no. one wine because some people prefer red, some Absolutely. prefer white. Yeah. And so it can be a little tricky because so many people like those big, bold, over-the-top reds right. You know yeah. that you cut with a knife and fork. But that's not really best for Thanksgiving, is it? Probably not. There's something, too. And, Laura, you say this all the time, and it's absolutely correct, that you should drink what you like. So if you want to drink a big, bold Cabernet, and that's what you're thinking about, and that's what would make Thanksgiving perfect, then go for it. But for me, like you said, those wines are generally a little bit over-the-top for the kind of foods you have on Thanksgiving. So what you kind of want to do is dial it back. And the one wine that always comes up when people talk about Thanksgiving is Beaujolais. And Beaujolais, honestly, is a misunderstood wine. Uh, Beaujolais, Beaujolais suffers its remnant's reputation because of Beaujolais Nouveau, which uh, many of your listeners may be aware of, is a wine that comes out you know, the third Thursday of every uh, November, and mm-hmm. there's a big brouhaha about it, and it's, there's a lot of fun to Beaujolais Nouveau. On the other hand, Beaujolais Nouveau is generally kind of the lowest end of Beaujolais. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole different world of Beaujolais, and that's what's called the Cru Beaujolais. It's 10 select villages that are in the region, and we're in the kind of center of uh, France here, just south of Burgundy, uh, technically a part of Burgundy, if you will, but they have these 10 villages that are considered to make such superior wine that they're allowed to put their name on the label. And right. this is one of those. It's uh, Potal Averon's Juliana from uh, 2010. And a really beautiful wine and another really, really fantastic value. And Beaujolais Nouveau's just came out. So yes. certainly those are fun and very fruity. And, and just, you know, a celebration of the harvest. Yeah. But the Cru Beaujolais, those are the ones that are... A little more you know, serious. A little more serious, a yeah. little more expensive. They can age longer. Absolutely. You know, certainly the, in Juliana as well as Morgon. Right. And um, I've had some Morgon yes. on... We've had a flurry before. Sure. So 
if people haven't tried a Cru Beaujolais, let's give them an idea. We're talking lighter in body. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good acidity, making yeah. it, you know, us wine geeks love acidity because that's know. food friendly. Absolutely. <laughs> acidity is key. But the one thing you can kind of think about it is, is where it's coming from. And so when you're in Beaujolais, you have Burgundy to the north and you have the Rhone to the south. And so you almost have a fusion there in terms of what the wine tastes like. You have some of those Pinot Noir-like flavors and that lighter Pinot Noir-like body. But you have a little bit of that kind of briery or herbaceousness that you would expect in the Rhone as well. And so you have that's- that beautiful beautiful fusion that uh, really makes it an attractive wine and a unique wine. And you mentioned it was more expensive, and certainly it is. The crew is over, say, the Beaujolais Nouveau, but you're still dealing with the wine here. Uh, what as well as yeah, asking ni- us? Yeah, 1999 so still under 20 Yeah, still under $20, and it's a fantastic price for that wine at Wells, for sure. And it again, really it's, a, it's a really beautiful wine and something that, you know, when you compare it to, say, you know, Napa Valley Cabernet or something like that, you're getting a lot more for your money here in the Beaujolais uh, region, if you will. And this is a really great producer uh, run by a gentleman named Stéphane Averon, and he's sourcing from two old vine vineyards here. Uh, old vine's always good, producing a little more concentrated flavor. Both of the mm-hmm. vineyards that went into this are over 50 years old. And uh, it's just, a, again, a beautifully complex wine and one that should please a whole wide variety of guests while, again, not breaking the bank and pairing with a lot of different foods. It's true because you mentioned, you know, a, akin to a Pinot Noir, and that's a, another grape that actually would go really well on a Absolutely. Thanksgiving table. For sure. And, you know, we talk about the wine sandwich was my little way of telling people how to really focus on how a wine goes with the food by taking a sip of the wine, taking a bite of the food, then going back and taking a sip of the wine Absolutely. and noticing the difference. Because a lot of people might, if they're big, you know, they like their big, robust reds, they might taste this and be like, eh, it's yeah. too light for me. Sure. But the idea is, I mean, that could even be a fun thing to do on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Have your big Cabernet next to yeah. this um Beaujolais and do the wine sandwich with both and you're going to notice that even though maybe you don't want this one always alone with the food it just opens up and so smooths out whereas a cab might clobber yeah it's gonna i mean it's gonna clobber your you know your green bean casserole and the sweetness on it is never going to work with uh you know your butternut squash or your sweet potatoes or something like that i mean this is a wine like i said and all three of these wines i think in general have great breadth and uh room to grow at the table i love that okay great so we had the three thanksgiving wines they'll all be listed at thewinecoach.com we have the uh clements garie cremant de loire sparkling wine from loire valley in france that was uh, fifteen ninety nine. We have the Red Newt Cellar Semi Dry Riesling from the Finger Lakes, fourteen ninety nine, and then the Potel Aveyron Julien's um, twenty ten, and that is nineteen ninety nine. Just one penny under twenty. So you you did it. You uh, you made it. All wines under twenty. So. If folks uh, don't feel like cooking, are you open on Thanksgiving? We are not open on Thanksgiving, okay. but uh, we're open on Christmas Eve, and we're also open on New Year's Eve, where we have a really great menu, uh, $99 for food and 40, $49, I believe, for wine pairings. Ooh, um, nice. Great selection of wines. We're going to be opening up some really fun things from the cellar for New Year's Eve, uh, not just bubbly, but all kinds of different fun stuff to uh, pair with Chef Amendola's Cuisine. He's been working on this menu nonstop, and oh, again, it's awesome. going to be one of those things that he's just getting the best from the market. It'll probably change a little bit up until the day but it's going to be a really, really great night and a uh, great opportunity to taste a bunch of wines and have some great food to go with it. Wow. Well, Tim Riley, I think you uh, you did the challenge. Under Three wines under 20, all great for Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Uh, if folks want to check out your place, it's fleetstreetkitchen.com. They can get information about your New Year's celebration or Absolutely. just coming in for dinner any Absolutely. old time. Yeah, we're open seven nights a week. Um, we have a great little special on Sundays uh, called Sunday Supper, which your uh, listeners might want to check out. And a uh, great bar that we 
we always, again, have fun stuff open at in terms of wine bottles. Uh, big seller, lots of fun wines. I love it. All right. Well, we're going to be right back with Chef Forster to talk about how to make sure you cook your turkey perfectly. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Tim. We'll thank see you so you much, Lori. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.